Happy New Year. Welcome to Coffee with Crystal. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. Grab yourself a cup of your favorite coffee or tea, settle in, sit back, and enjoy your weekly dose of spiritual inspiration sprinkled with practical life applications. You know, guys, I am pretty excited about this morning's program. And it's not because we haven't been together in a while. You know, it's been a few months, right, since we last got together for our coffee chats. But it's because I love when the beginning of the month begins on a Sunday. But it's super special when the entire year begins on a Sunday. So I hope you guys are off to a great start to 2023. You know, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. But Sundays have always held a special place in my heart. And this morning, it just seems like God is whispering, here you go, because I love you. I'm giving you this time to reflect and reset. And over the next three weeks, that's just what I would like for us to chat about. How to identify, how to reflect, you know, on our lives and how to embrace our God-assigned purpose. This morning's segment is entitled God's Calling, and it's part one in the three-part series, Discovering Your God-Assigned Purpose. Have you ever wondered what's God's plan for your life, or what are the things that you've already been gifted with that God is just waiting to release in you? Jeremiah 29 Verses 11 through 12 read, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. God has a plan for each of us. You know, with one person being born just about every seven seconds, and one death every 13 seconds, there are over 7 billion people on this earth. Yet, God has assigned each of us our own unique plan, our own unique purpose in life. And I don't know about you, but I have one husband and two adult kids. And putting together a plan for a simple family holiday dinner takes a little bit more effort than I sometimes care to think about, right? So can you imagine what it must be like to plan out the lives of over 7 billion people, people with different needs, different wants, different desires? In Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 through 11, God declares, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that it goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So if God says he has a purpose for our lives, you can rest assured he has a purpose for our lives, right? Because he said his word does not come back empty and it will accomplish the purpose that he sent it out for. 
you know, but sometimes we ask, but how do we find that purpose? How do we discover what our true godly purpose is? So we begin, let's look at Acts 17, verses 24 through 28. And it says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. So to find your true godly purpose, first guys, we have to start by reaching out to God. In Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11 say, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So this morning, I just want to take a few minutes to share with you a four-step process that I've done myself, that I often go back and reflect on. I've shared it with family and friends, and I share it with my coaching clients as we begin to work through, you know, outlining and establishing their professional, their personal, and their spiritual goals. So step one is survey where you are spiritually. And in doing that, I encourage you to ask yourselves these two questions. One, Do you regularly attend worship service or commune with other believers? You may ask, why is that important? It's important because when you're laying that foundation, right, and you're changing your life, you're implementing changes, you know, you're trying to identify exactly what it is that God intends for you in your life. You want to make sure that you're connecting with other believers. You want to make sure that you're aligning yourself with those who are like-minded and those who believe that God's foundation is the foundation to build on. So the second question that you want to ask yourself, do you have a basic understanding of the scriptures that you're willing to apply to your life, right? So it's great, you know, to be around godly people. It's great to attend Sunday services and midweek services. But do you truly understand what the scriptures say. And if you understand it, are you willing to apply those scriptures to your life and make the necessary changes? So step one is survey where you are spiritually. Step two, pray for guidance and direction. And in that, the two questions that you ask yourself, one, do you pray on a regular basis, right? Are you reaching out to God and asking for his guidance or are you going it on your own? Step two, when you pray, are you attempting to impose your will on God by giving him a list of your wants and desires 
Or are you praying specifically for him to guide your steps and to make his will clear to you? Because there's a difference, right? We can go to God and we can give him our whole checklist. God, I want this, I need that. But are you surrendered to his will? If he comes back and his response to your list is no, not now, or no, not ever, are you still okay? Is your heart surrendered and are you willing to apply his will to your life? So step one, survey where you are spiritually. Step two, pray for guidance and direction. And as you're praying for that guidance and direction, consider these two scriptures. Isaiah 65, verse 24. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear, says the Lord. And Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, we know from previous scriptures, right, that God's word does not come back empty. And in these two scriptures, he clearly tells us that he's not only listening for us to come to him, he's anxiously awaiting us to come to him. Imagine God in all that he has to do, in all his infinite power, is waiting for us individually to come to him. You know, imagine you only have to begin to speak, right? Because he says, while they're still speaking, I will answer them. We only have to begin to speak. And before we're, we're done, God has already begun to put things in place. And then in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, when you call him, he will not only answer you, but he will make known to you great things, things that you've not even begun to seek out, things that he's planned for you and you alone. That is so comforting to me, and that allows me to surrender my heart to God's will, because in the end, he knows better than I do anyway, and his plan is the perfect plan. So again, step one, survey where you are spiritually and survey with a sober estimation, guys. Be true to yourself. Step two, pray for guidance and direction. And then step three, establish godly relationships. You know, ask yourself, what types of relationships do you have? Would you consider them to be healthy? When compared to the scriptures, or would you say that they tend to lead you into areas that in hindsight, you're left feeling empty, confused, hurt, sorrowful, doubtful of yourself and others, or just plain sick and tired? You know, you have to establish godly relationships and you have to be honest about the relationships that you have in your life. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. That's as plain as it gets. 
So which would you say you gain from those that you keep company with? Wisdom or foolish suffering? So again, step one in discovering your God-assigned purpose. Survey where you are spiritually. Step two, pray for guidance and direction. Step three, establish godly relationships. And step four, you want to identify and have the faith to rid yourself of worldly distractions. Now, before you begin this step, this final step, step four, I encourage you to really submit yourself to prayer. You know, um, a really good scripture for you to pray through will be Psalm 139 with a special focus on verses 23 and 24, which read, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So after you've prayed and spent time with God, you want to get out a piece of paper and you want to take that sheet of paper, draw a line right down the middle, straight up and down. And then across the top, you want to draw another line, just a few inches right from the top. So you're pretty much drawing a T on your sheet. On the left side, label it positive. And you want to list the positive things in your life, right? All the things that line up with God's word and the way um, the scriptures say that we should live our lives. Big things, small things, but all the things in your life that are positive and in line with God's word. And then on the right side, you want to label it opportunities. And you want to list the things in your life that when lined up with God's word, just don't make the cut. And this is another part, guys, where you have to be truly honest with yourself. There are things in our lives that we do that we enjoy, but they just don't line up with God's word. And if we say that we want to walk and move in our God-assigned purpose, we have to make sure that our entire life is lining up with God's word. And we have to have the faith and the courage to remove the things that do not And then once you have your list, pray about it, right? Pray about both the positives and the opportunities. You want to pray about the positives because although you may have a lot of great things going on, you can never be close enough to God. And you should always remain humble with an attitude that you can always grow and develop spiritually. Then you also want to pray about the opportunities so that God will change your heart and reveal to you the intimate details about the things you need to change. And in this way, your changes will not be ones that are based on intellect or momentary sorrow, but instead, your changes will be for a lifetime based on godly convictions and a desire to live a life that is in in line with God's word. You know, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 7, verses 10 through 11 read, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you? 
what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. And I share this passage, guys, because as you begin to implement the changes in your life, don't just make changes because you feel bad, because that's momentary. And when you make those types of changes, nine times out of 10, you're going to go back to that same behavior and you'll find yourself in a worse condition than you were before. But true, true change comes when you align your changes with God's word. And then you know that your convictions come from godly sorrow because you recognize that the life and the path that you're walking along are not in line with his word. And you truly want to make the changes so that you can move in step with his will for your life. So again, the four steps to begin to identify your God's given purpose. Step one, survey where you are spiritually. Step two, Pray for guidance and direction. Step three, establish godly relationships. And step four, identify and have the faith to rid yourself of godly distractions. So you guys know, I always like to leave you with a challenge. So my challenge to you this week, take some time to reflect and respond. Respond honestly to the questions that I shared with you. And pray that God allows you to see the things that you need to enhance as well as the things that you need to improve upon. So this concludes our time today. Please tune in again next Sunday, January 8th, where I will share with you part two of discovering your God-assigned purpose. And remember, God is a God of grace. And each new day provides us with the opportunity to begin again. Choose God. And may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life.